You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, joined as always by Peter Alves. Peter, how we doing? Happy Friday. How's things going? We didn't die last week. Bells on the alarms, but pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, one thing wasn't good is uh, our ability to pick football games. We were like two and eight or one eight and one last week. Yeah, I didn't think I did terrible. I didn't think you did that, man. I don't, I don't know any of your picks. And then you're like, yeah, I was like one and four. I'm like, oh, I've been really bad the last like two or three weeks. It felt like I had a really good beginning of the year, but everything just kind of went by the wayside and. That's kind of how this NFL season is kind of went. I was talking to somebody and I described the NFL season in two words. Um, injuries and unders. Like those have been like the two things. Like I, I feel like defense has been up in the NFL this year. Offensive has sort of been down uh, to me anyway. And I feel like injuries have a large portion of it because it feels like there's a franchise quarterback going down every week, if not more than one. Um, so it's just crazy. It has been an NFL season that I would categorize as probably underwhelming. And this yeah, has no, nothing to do with the boring. Patriots. This is literally nothing. This is just the product itself. I don't think the product's been as great as, it, as it's been in years past. Yeah, I'm boycotting football. Boycotting it? Yeah. You, have a, you have a healthy alternative? Uh, no. 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 You know, it is what it is, Peter. So I'll start here. I went 1-4 last week. I lost my premium, of course. Uh, I had my premium was the Texans minus three and a half. CJ Stroud did not play well, and he ended up getting hurt in the second half. He left the game due to a concussion. The Jets won that game outright. Shout out to you on that one. I had the Lions minus three and a half uh, in Chicago to take on the Bears, and the Lions lost that game outright. I should have known better. You know, it was a division game, and it felt like the Bears sort of have the Lions number right now. It's crazy as that sounds. I had the Packers minus seven on Monday Night Football against your boy Danny DeVito. Uh, Danny DeVito is literally the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. That should tell you everything about the state of the NFL right now. Uh, Giants won that game outright. Uh, I had Chargers minus three. Uh, and that game, of course, Justin Herbert left due to a, a hand injury. and He's going to miss the remainder of the season. Chargers lose that game outright. And my one win was the Bengals plus one. Uh, as the Bengals, you know, Jake Brown continues to do some good things. Uh, Bengals had a nice win at home against the Colts. So one and four, not good. Yeah, I was uh, one three and one. Uh, as you said, the only pick that I got right was the Jets plus three and a half. That was good. Oh, I guess. Uh, Ra- uh my push was Raiders uh, Vikings three zero. Good job. And then uh, lost my premium Ravens minus seven. To be fair, I shouldn't. They shouldn't have won by six, but that's another story for another day. As you said, uh, the Bengals beat the Colts, lost that, and uh, Danny Cutlets. Call me Cutlets. Beat the Packers. So, lost that one too. I'm telling you, that's when you know the NFL is in bad shape this year. When the AFC Offensive Player of the Week was Zach Wilson and the NFC Offensive Player of the Week was Tommy DeVito. Like, I think that says all you need to know about how this NFL season has sort of progressed. Not yeah, been not great, Peter. <laughs> so, this week, we got a, a packed show, Peter. We're going to talk a little bit more NFL we are going to discuss the college football playoff, which was unveiled a couple weeks ago. We didn't have a show last week, so we weren't able to talk about it. We're going to talk about the conclusion of the NBA in-season tournament, our thoughts on the tournament. 
And we're also going to do some MLB free agency stuff. You know, uh, a lot's going on in the MLB world. Shohei Otani uh, is the lead storyline, probably in sports right now. We're going to get into that towards the end of the show. But, Peter, let's talk a little bit about the NFL right now. I'm not going to get too, too deep into things uh, due to the fact that, um, like we just talked about, we gave our picks and that sort of thing. Um, but I think the lead storyline story for this past week in the NFL season was the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. So, the Bills coming into the Arrowhead in a must-win situation. The Bills were 6-6 six and six on the season, needed a win to stay alive in the playoff race, and they got it done, beating the Chiefs 20-17. to 17. Josh Allen was 23-42, of 42, 233 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Pat Mahomes was 25-43 of 43 for 271 yards, one touchdown, and one pick. Chiefs fall to eight and five on the season. They've lost now three consecutive games in a row. And the Bills improved to seven and six and alive in the wild card along with the division race with the Dolphins losing on Monday night. But the lead thing that everyone's talking about, Peter, was Kadarius Tony being ruled offsides, offensive offsides penalty uh, on that would have been go ahead touchdown, which was, of course, called back. Uh, the play was crazy. Tra- the ball was thrown to Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey lateraled it. Two Kadarius Tony Tony scampered in for a touchdown, but of course none of it mattered because of the offsides penalty. So, Peter, what was your takeaway on the flag and I guess the game itself? Well, the flag should have always been called. It's not going to be a uh, Patrick Mahomes show, I guess. Uh, Tony was offsides. He was way past the ball. Him not knowing that is uh, embarrassing as himself. Tony's probably lost them like three games now. I know week one, but this one for sure. And then, uh, yeah, I mean the Chiefs are. Kind of in trouble. I mean, the whole AFC is low key bad. Low key bad. The whole high key, high key. I'm telling you, the listen, you know, after the 49ers and maybe the Eagles the product sucks, but I mean, those need to keep winning. Uh, Dolphins don't get too comfortable, they probably are gonna run the table, and then Dolphins are gonna cry. I am actually rooting for that, not even because I bet on the Dolphins to win the division because I don't even care about that. Like, Matt will literally cry. That's such and a good punch. It's out I, of I'm rooting for that. I'm rooting for that. Big bad. That'd be such a gut punch. So I agree with you. He was offsides. You know, he was a half a yard offsides. It was the right call. I know a lot of people are discouraged by it, and they're like, you know, they they don't call it often, this and that. But the reality was that Tony was way offsides, and blame the refs all you want. But the reality is, Kadarius Tony is at fault along with the coaching staff. That's something that's a coaching thing. And I know Andy Reid gets a lot of credit. You know, he's one of the best offensive minds in football. But that's a coaching point. The Chiefs receivers have been underwhelming. And I'm telling you, Peter, that this is why the Chiefs will not win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl. I've been telling you that since the preseason. Their receiving core is not good enough. And that's ultimately what's going to hold them back. It's similar to the 06 Patriots, the 2013 Patriots. I just get so much similar vibes from that Chiefs team. And I think Pat Mahomes' frustration was wrongly redirected towards the referees. I think in reality, he's pissed at the organization for surrounding him with guys like Canarias, Tony, Marquez Valdez, Scantling. Um, I just think it, ultimately he's sort of upset with the organization. I think his anger is sort of redirected when he should be mad at the organization uh, for putting him in the situation. How DeAndre Hopkins did not end up in Kansas City baffles me. Um, I, I thought that was a clear, obvious fit. They elected to go a different way. The Chiefs were also linked to Odell Beckham Jr. this offseason. That didn't work out. He's been tearing it up, too. Yeah, exactly. The last couple, two or three weeks, Odell's absolutely stepped it up. Uh, Rasheed Rice has been okay for the Chiefs, but other than that, and of course, other than Travis Kelsey, it's been a monumental disappointment, and that's what's going to hold them back. And I think Mahomes, who 
I think this was a poor PR display for him, uh, especially after the game, talking to Josh Allen, saying, like, oh, worst call of all time, this and that. Uh, I think that was a bad moment for him. I think it was a bad moment for him at the podium. Bad moment for Andy Reid at the podium. They sort of walked back their comments a couple of days later, and it was a bad day for the Chiefs, and I think they're pissed, and I think they shouldn't be pissed at the refs. They should be pissed at themselves because their roster's flawed. Uh, and the receiving their uh, wide receiver position has been not utilized correctly in Kansas City, which is something I never thought I would be able to say. Because for years and years, Peter, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, you know, how are you going to take one away when they're both so great and it was just so difficult? Turns out you take away one, you just double Travis Kelsey, and things get a little bit more difficult for Pat Mahomes. Yeah, uh, hats off to Travis Kelsey, though. Did you see how good that spiral was to Tony? Oh, it was a fantastic lateral. I'm just saying, at one point, at some point, it is going to come back to bite him because I feel like he runs that crap all the time. He's going to do it, and it's going to end up getting picked or fumbled. Well, or Jacoby Myers probably looked at that play, and it's like, damn, why couldn't that be me? Yeah, right. Uh, whether that's improv or not, that's still pretty insane. So that's just my takeaway on the Chiefs. I think right now I would probably have them as. I need to pick a team in the AFC and just bet them, and it's not going to be the Chiefs. It's not going to be the Ravens. It's not going to be the Dolphins. I just need. It's Buffalo. If they get in, I think Buffalo is the team to watch out for uh, in the AFC. It just feels like they are sort of the sleeping giant. And but the thing is, they have to make it to be a threat. So if they make it, then they're a threat. Uh, Other than that, I really think the AFC is is really weak. I think Jake Browning's been awesome. Uh, I think the Bengals can win a playoff game. I do. But f- farther than that, are they going to go to Baltimore and beat the Ravens? Are they going to go to Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs? I just can't see that. Like, do I pick the Broncos? Um, I'm a big, big Sean Payton guy. I think that defense has been one of the most underrated storylines in the NFL. They allowed 70 points in week three. And they are right now become one of the best defensive units in the game, which is pretty crazy. Overnight. Like, the Patriots... The- not to harp on the Patriots, they better not screw it up because they can play spoiler on the Chiefs, Broncos, Bills. I mean yeah. Jets, but like, yeah, I'm yeah, I think the Jets are more out of it. But the other three teams that you mentioned, for sure, both all three of those teams are vying for uh, AFC positioning. So I think the Ravens, their win on Sunday, gave them the edge in my mind to being the best team in the AFC. Uh that was a look. The the Rams came to play. I think offensively they showed out really well. Odell Beckham's been good the last couple of weeks. I think Zay Flowers has showed he might be one of the best uh, rookie receivers from this draft class. So uh, I'm high on the Ravens. I think they would be my pick to come out of the AFC if I had to pick tomorrow. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. I will tell you, week 17, my premium pick of the week is going to be the Ravens over the Dolphins any number. Any number. That's going to be a, that's a, that's a huge game. I think the winner of that game might end up being the number one seed in the AFC. And I, I feel so strongly about that game that the winner of that game is, is probably better positioned to go to the Super Bowl because I don't think the Dolphins can go into Baltimore in a cold night in January and beat the Ravens. But I, I think the Dolphins could beat the Ravens if the game's in Miami. You know, I, I just do. So I think it sort of depends where the game's played. Uh, all right, Peter, I want to talk a little bit about the NFC now. Specifically, let's talk a little bit about the Eagles, Cowboys, uh, the Eagles. Came into this game against the Cowboys, ten and two, uh, leading the NFC East. But uh, this was a game that was very, very difficult for the Eagles, and they get blown out, thirty-three to thirteen. Jalen Hurts was eighteen of twenty-seven, one hundred ninety-seven yards. AJ Brown had nine receptions for ninety-four yards. 
Uh, the Cowboys, they put together one of their best offensive performances of the season. Prescott was 24 of 39, 271 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Jake Ferguson has really taken that next step and has really been an awesome tight end for the Cowboys this season. Five receptions for 72 yards. With the win, the Cowboys improved to 10-3 and three on the season. They are now 7-0 and ho- at home. And the Eagles fall to 10-3. and three. They have now lost back-to-back games. Uh, of course, getting blown out at home against the 49ers uh, last week and, of course, getting blown out in Dallas this week. And it doesn't get any easier for Philly as next week they are Monday Night Football at Seattle. So I know the Seahawks, I don't think they're anything to write home about, but playing in Seattle is never easy, especially when the Eagles are banged up, which seems to be true with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I mean, their offense has uh, been stagnant the last two weeks. Their defense is in shambles. That's why another reason why this product sucks. But ultimately, their schedule at the end, unless uh, Danny DeVito can... I know that's on his name, people, but that's fine. I cannot uh, play spoiler, or the Cardinals can play spoiler, but uh, just out of the schedule alone, I think the Eagles are going to win the NFC East because don't the Cowboys play like somebody stupid, like the Bills, Dolphins, and... Cowboys have a, a gauntlet of a schedule. Yeah, this week, uh, they're heading to Buffalo. Uh, and, you know, as good as they played, playing in Buffalo is a different animal, especially uh, if you're kind of a dome team. After that, they're at Miami. We all know how difficult it is to play in Miami. Uh, then they're hosting the Detroit Lions. Uh, of course, the Lions have sort of backtracked a little bit, but I still think that the odds are favored, of course, to win the division. Uh, then they finish the season at Washington. So it's not an easy game. They'll be favored in... I would say what two or four, three or four. So if they can go three and one on that stretch, I think that's huge. The more likely thing, in my opinion, is they probably go two and two. So uh, we'll see. But the Cowboys, you know, I know a lot of people are like the Cowboys will always do the Cowboy things, and that's how I usually feel. But it feels like offensively they're finally all on the same page. And I'll give Mike McCarthy his credit; he hasn't screwed up yet. And defensively, I think Dan Quinn has those guys on another level. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, you know, turning back the clock, and he's been a great cornerback one for them. Uh, and, of course, Micah Parsons is one of the best defensive players in the NFL. And offensively, I think Brandon Cooks has complimented CeeDee Lamb very well. Jake Ferguson has taken another step. And Dak Prescott is having the best season of his career. So I am a little – I'm high on the Cowboys. I am. I'm not saying they're going to get to the Super Bowl, but it wouldn't shock me at all if they find themselves in the NFC title game. I'm high on the Cowboys until they have to play on the road. Oh. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I just can't see them winning in Philly or winning in San Francisco. Any other matchup, I think I like them. That's on Dak of winning the 2024 MVP or 2023 MVP. Unless Tyreek wants to have a discussion about that. but Or Brock Purdy. No. Look, my vote, if I had a vote, I think Tyreek Hill, he is the most valuable player on that Dolphins team. Uh, He'd be my vote, but I I think you look at Dak Prescott and he is right up there. He's been awesome this year, and uh, he's taken that step that I think a lot of people have been kind of waiting for him to take. Brock Purdy, I, I don't necessarily think he should be in this as high of a conversation as the other three. C.J. Stroud has kind of fallen off. Uh, I, I think he's no longer in that debate. Other than that, I mean, is there a real dark horse? Lamar Jackson's sort of-ish. Jalen Hurts has fallen off that discussion. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how that shakes away. But, yeah, I think Prescott is likely the, the odds-on favorite. All right, Peter, want to get into our game picks? Let's do it. All right, Peter, let's do our week 15. It's week, what, week 15, right? I don't even 15. Know week 15, yeah. Peter. All right, let's go. It's a little too late. A little too early. All right, first pick, premium pick of the week, Lions versus 
Uh, Broncos. <laughs> oh, God. No, I don't. I don't uh, buy the hype on the Broncos. I think the Broncos stock is way too high and the Lions are way too low. But I will backtrack that statement if the Lions get blown out for the third week in a row. I love how you're high on I, I thought you were going to be high on the Broncos. I really expected you to be, to, to be honest. Eh, not, yet. No? not yet. Not yet. Not yet, but I mean, look, uh, you do need a team, so that could happen. Yeah, I need to pick a team in the AFC. I really think it's going to be the Broncos. My Which first I, that doesn't make sense now, but uh. true. Uh my first pick, Peter, I'm gonna go the New York football giants and Tommy DeVito plus five and a half. They're on the road taking on the Saints, and I think the Saints offensively, you know, they're just a complete shell of themselves. I think Derek Carr has been uh has been a failure over there in New Orleans. They're six and seven. They're fighting for their fighting for their division lives. Dennis Allen is fighting for his coaching live. The Saints are coming off a win against the Panthers, but before that they had a what a three game losing streak. I just think I might pick the Giants to win this game outright. If not, they cover. I, I like the pick here. I, I just think the Giants are hot right now, and I think they're really buying into Tommy DeVito, like it or not. I need to have a full investigation about Derek Carr of what he did to that organization because he would never be out. Or what Jameis, on the flip side, what Jameis Winston did to that organization of him never playing. So that's another story for another day. It's probably bad. All right, next pick, I have uh, Will Levis and the Titans. Two and a half versus the Texans. It's more on the play if CJ Stroud doesn't play and then the giraffe man plays. But even if CJ Stroud does play, I think the Titans are like five and one this year. Good pick, Peter. I'm gonna go with the the one you were just discussing before. The Lions minus four. It's sort of put up a shut up time for the Lions. I do think they're gonna ultimately hang on and win that division, but they need to get back on track. I don't think Jared Goff has looked the same since like the week before Thanksgiving. Honestly, since the first time they played the Bears. Uh, I like them here in the Saturday night window, hosting the hosting the Broncos. I think this is a game they need, and it's a game they get. Next pick is the Jets, plus nine versus the Dolphins. This is more on a play on Ty- Tyree Kill, but Tyree Kill is ultimately going to play, but he's not going to be 100%. You saw that, too, how bad Tua was versus the Jets the first time. And, I mean, if Hill gets hurt again. And I'm telling you, the Dolphins are going to fall out. Haha, Matt. Crazy. My next pick, I'm going to go Eagles minus four. This is my premium pick of the week. The Eagles heading to Seattle on Monday Night Football. I think they get back on track. This is a game they need. The, the NFC East now is up for grabs, and they understand the importance of, of home field, especially in that conference. I think they get it done against the reeling Seattle team. Geno Smith has been out. The Seahawks have now lost three consecutive games. I'm sorry, four consecutive games, and it hasn't been pretty on the defensive side of the football. Their last three games, the 49ers have scored 31 on them. The Cowboys dropped 41. And the 49ers, again, dropped 28 on them. So it has not been pretty for the Seattle Seahawks of late. And whether Geno is there or not, I like the Eagles to win and cover here. Minus four. Premium pick of the week. Next pick is the Vikings plus three versus the Bengals. I mean, Jake Browning is a good story and all, but his stock ultimately has to go down. And then, like, obviously Josh Jobs is in there. Everybody would take moments out for Josh Jobs. But, I mean, Nick Mullins can't be as bad of putting up zero points. He actually drove them down the field, even though they got zero points at the end of the day. And I feel like that three points is too much versus Jake Browning and the question mark Bengals. I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go Bengals minus three. I think Browning's played some pretty good football. Jamar Chase looks like he is going to play. I just think Browning is doing, you know, I think he's they, they're setting him up for success here. Uh, and I I think they get a win. I know Justin Jefferson could be back, but 
Uh, I don't know what the Vikings are going to look offensively. You know, they're coming off the game, which they were sh- which they were practically shut out. They scored three points, uh, getting a win three nothing against the Raiders. Uh, and of course, you mentioned before they're making the quarterback change, but I don't know if it's going to do anything. Uh, I like the Bengals here, and I think the Bengals win this game comfortably. So we'll see, Peter. And then my last pick, this is not a confident at all, but uh, Commanders plus nine versus the Rams. I know the Rams have been on fire, Matthew Stafford. I think it's like 12-1 and one on the last like three games. It's touchdown or interception, but I think – isn't somebody hurt over there? For the Rams? Roaming around. Somebody's roaming around, isn't it? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the commander's defense isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, I guess. But there you go. My last pick, I'm going to go Bills, minus two and a half. They're hosting the Cowboys. Bills are in must-win must mode, and I think they get it done against the Cowboys team, which are coming off. A nice win, of course, against the Eagles, but I, I do think the Bills get a win to stay alive in the AFC. All these games are terrible. Bills-Cowboys Cowboys should be a good game. Should be. Should be, should be, should be. But we'll see, Peter. All right, you want to talk a little bit of college football, Peter? <laughs> Let's do it. So hopefully, hopefully, me and Peter were talking before we started recording. The goal is to get Carr to come on next week to discuss the college football playoff. The game, the two playoff games are going to be played on New Year's Day. Um, so Peter is going to be on vacation the week before. Um, the week before the game. So that will oh, be Massachusetts. Yes, Peter is coming home. I'm coming home. That's where Peter's gonna be. Oh my god, we can go to a bar on New Year's Day and watch the games. Yeah, oh, Peter, you do whatever you want to do, buddy. Whatever you want to do. Um all right, so the college football committee has made up their mind. Uh, the number one team in the country was Michigan. Uh, number two is who is number two off the top of my head? Why am I blanking? Why am I blanking? Texas. Texas. Thank you, Peter. Uh, number three is Washington, and number four is Alabama. Uh, those are the top four teams voted by the committee. So Michigan will take on Alabama, and Texas will be taking on Washington. Florida State was left out as the five seed, and I believe Ohio State was the six seed. But the real controversy was Florida State. You know, they were undefeated, won the ACC. Um, but the issue was their quarterback uh, ended up breaking his ankle, uh, I would say, week 10 or 11, a couple weeks ago. And since he broke his ankle, uh, the Florida State offense hasn't been the same. So the committee elected to put in Alabama over Florida State. Alabama, of course, beat Georgia in the SEC title game. There's the first loss Georgia has had in like three years. And I think 36 games, 33 games. So, Peter, did the committee get it right? No, ultimately, no. I'm boycotting uh, college football forever. I put a bet in for Texas. And uh, Washington, uh, I'm boycotting uh, Alabama until further notice. They just It's not their fault. They, they want money. They, or the SEC needs money and college needs ratings. And part of the state, it's obviously not the way to do that, even with the third string quarterback. But play your schedule, they're undefeated. Like, that's not their fault. Their quarterback got hurt. And I'll, I'll do this to president again. If any uh big name quarterback gets hurt, I mean, just like throw them out. And if in the second round of the playoffs, if uh any of the four quarterbacks get hurt, just uh give the other team a free win the next week. Why, why play the games? Why play the games? Just why I play the games. I, I get it. And I do it. Th- but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you why I think they, they ended up doing this. I would have did the same thing. 
I think well, they're Portland, Ohio State. I mean, they're only Dude, lost the uh, first team in the country. I think the committee said, you know what, this is the last year the four teams are going on. And I think they said, you know what, we don't want a situation where we put in a team like TCU, which we don't think is very good, and then we watch them get blown out on national television. Make uh, uh, Michigan waltz to the thing anyway. I think Michigan-Alabama is a much more is a much better game than Michigan-Florida State with a backup quarterback. I just think that needs to be taken into account for. I understand what you're saying, right? Like, why play the games? Like, the Eagles won the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback, you know? Like, I, I get all that. Uh, Ohio State did a couple years ago with Cardell Jones. Like, I understand that. But I just think this is different. I don't think this – I think Alabama is a better team than Florida State. I think if they played today, Alabama wins. And I think that's the committee's job, put the best four teams in. And I don't think Florida State is one of the best four teams in. I understand. I'm usually a look-at-the-scoreboard guy, but I, I think they got it right. I, I do. But I think we're looking at do? better if games. If you're Florida State, what else could you have done? Nothing. Nothing. It's just a victim of – well, you could have done better in the AAC. If – if they would have blown out Louisville by 30 points in the ACC title game, they might have got it. But okay, and then if they if Alabama didn't get the 4th and 31 Hail Mary right at the end, they would have been there. But Alabama beat Georgia, who hasn't lost, Peter, in three years. Three, they, they haven't been lost, lost in three years. Six Auburn teams, I don't think they've lost since the pandemic. They no, like they No, they haven't. They haven't. Like, they haven't lost. In th- they, they survived a whole pandemic without losing. I, I just think... You need to be rewarded for that. I understand you had to put Texas in because the issue for the committee was Texas beat Alabama, so you couldn't put Alabama in without Texas. We talked about the nightmare scenario. like We we highlighted all of it, and we were pretty close, except for the Ducks. Rip the Ducks. Um, I was so mad about that. Facts. But, I actually put like $40 on that. Oh, uh, I did too, too. I was I so texting you too, and I was like, nah. I was so – because they started to come back at the end. Like, Yeah, oh, I know. I was so pissed. I almost texted you, and I was like, no, nah, I probably shouldn't. Oh, I, I was in shambles. Uh, but look, I, I just think Florida State, I think they need to take account for the circumstances. I do. And I know it's hard. I understand it sucks. And if I went to Florida State, if I was a Florida State coach or a player, I would be pissed. But I think the committee's job is to put the top four teams in. In the first round of the college football playoff has predominantly been a joke. We've seen teams like TCU get blown out. We've seen teams like Washington a couple years ago get blown out. Like we've seen a ton of that. Michigan a couple years ago got blown out. It could have been the underdog story. Just keep winning. Like, yeah, but the underdog, they the only go so far. It's an anime, like, the championship, like, three years ago, didn't it? And then they got blown out. Like, that's just what, like, Georgia, I, think, okay. I think the committee is so scarred with Georgia TCU, where everybody was following Book It With Trent and Max Dugan and Quentin Johnston. They loved that TCU team, and Georgia literally kicked the crap out of them. It wasn't like it was, like, wasn't it like 62 to 7 or something? Like it was a literal. Yeah, that was over blowout. before the first quarter. It was over before the second quarter. So like it was like 28 nothing, I think, at the end of the first. Like it was a joke. And I think the committee is scared of having a product like that occur again. So I think that's why they did it. I think Michigan Alabama is going to be a fantastic game. Fantastic. And I think Texas Washington is also a fantastic game as well. And I think whatever combination we get. I think it was going to be good. And that, that's the first time for the last couple of years I can say that. I could see any of the four teams win. I really can't. The odds uh, reflect that. Uh, the odds reflect that. So I think we're going to have a better playoff system. We all know it's going to be 12 teams next year. So we're not going to have to worry about it anymore. And I think that was part of the reason why they ended up saying, screw it. We're going to go with the decision that's going to piss people off because this is the last year we got to do it. So uh, next year will be fun with 12 teams, but I'm okay with how they did it this year. I am. I understand it's an unpopular belief. I'm very curious how Carr feels about it. Next week, we'll get the answer on that one. 
Any other college football thoughts, Peter? No, I'm boycotting it until further notice until All I remember right. gets absolutely blown out versus Michigan. You think and it's going to blow out? I'm gonna, well, no, that's what I just hope because they don't deserve it. No way. I, I don't see it being a blowout, but we'll see. We'll see, Peter. All right. Let's move on, Peter. Uh, let's do. Let's save MLB for last. Let's do a little quick NBA here. So the in-season tournament concluded over the weekend. The Los Angeles Lakers won the first ever in-season tournament in Vegas. They defeated the Indiana Pacers. So as the Lakers take home, the, I, I think they're calling it like the in-season cup or whatever. Um, did you watch any of the uh, the knockout rounds, the knockout stage? How did you think the product was? The ratings were super, super high. Uh, how do you think it was? Were you okay with the product? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I was hating on it in the beginning, but to be honest with you, after when the Celtics got bounced versus the Pacers, yeah, Pacers, they uh, I, I wasn't really interested until the uh, Pacers and the uh, Lakers, but I mean, it was a good product all the way around. People were into it, all the fans, all the players, Brown James included. I mean, that good for the team, good for the sport. I mean, it did work, I guess. So hats off to Adam Silver, all your ideas. I guess rule, I, I still want uh, no cash. I mean, I want one of those teams that make the playoffs regardless. That's like a seven seed or an eight seed. I'm not playing the playing tournament, but they're, Lakers shouldn't have any problem. And congrats for LeBron James to get another ring. And another banner, which is uh, absolutely ridiculous. But that's I think the NBA would make him do that. I think the NBA is. I don't think that's a Lakers thing, personally. I think the NBA is sort of re- requiring it, sort of on the on the DL. But I think it's been a great product. Adam Silver, you know, I I thought it would take a couple of years till people started to really pay attention to it. But I don't know if we talked about it, Peter. But that Celtics Bulls game, which determined the winner of like the group, was awesome because the Celtics had to win by a certain amount of points. They had another team that needed to lose by like it was a lot of fun score watching, and I think it was a great product for the NBA. The ratings were through the roof. And, yeah, my one change would be you get an automatic playoff berth, automatic home court, automatic avoidance of the in-season play-in tournament. Whatever, I mean, not the in-season play-in, the um, play-in tournament, whatever it is, something like that. Uh, that would be my only sort of, I guess, change with it. But other than that, Peter, I think it was great. I think the environment in Vegas was pretty good. They got a good game. You know, the Pacers were a great story, underdog story, playing extremely well this year. Tyrese Halliburton bursting onto the scene. And, of course, you have LeBron, one of the best players of all time. Anthony Davis should have won the MVP, though. He dropped 44-20. and 20. I know, yes. And uh, he uh, leads breaks toward LeBron. That's fine. That's fine. Should have saw that a couple of times. Yeah, honest, right? But... But that, that was an easy ticket we, we bypassed. Yeah, honestly, that's probably uh, the easiest ticket that we could have bet in our whole yeah. life. But I did tell you, Peter, I thought it was going to be a team that kind of comes out of the woodwork, and, and that was the Pacers. I, I told you, it was, it's. I thought some team was going to play hard and – I thought the world was going to beat uh, the Lakers in the semifinal, and obviously the Lakers blew them out. See, I'm not a believer in that New Orleans team. I'm not. I think Zion's way too inconsistent. I know the numbers say otherwise, but I just... People in the sports world called called him absolutely fat. Oh, my God, yeah. Stephen A roasted him, dude. You were like... I don't know if anyone saw it. Stephen A on first take. That was was allowed. Oh, my God. He was like, all the New Orleans chefs are pumped that Zion's in New Orleans. They want him to stay because, like, he eats the the table. Like, he'll eat the table like crazy. Like, Obviously, that, that like that's cool. mean. That's mean. That's on national TV. That's but mean. I do think that reflects how the Pelicans sort of feel about Zion. I think they're getting fed up with, metaphorically, literally fed up with him. Um, 
Uh, I, I do. I think that marriage could end within the next couple of years, despite the fact that he's very talented and when he's healthy, he's, he's awesome. But the question is, is he in shape and is he healthy? Two big ifs. And if you're a team like the Pelicans who are trying to win now, it's tough to depend on him. All right, Peter, uh, let's talk a little bit MLB now. Uh, MLB free agency has started. The hot stove has been simmering, and it, and it got really hot over the weekend, Peter. The lead story, Shohei Otani, the superstar from the Los Angeles Angels, of course, the pitcher, the hitter, the next paper is whatever you want to call him. He signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh, wait, Dodgers. I thought he went to the Blue Jays. No, no, no. He didn't get on the flight, Peter. Missed the plane. Uh, oh, yeah, Roger Hurtabek. He signed a 10-year deal worth $700 million with the Dodgers. But to me, the craziest part of the whole story is he signed a deal that defers $680 million, which means he's going to make $2 million for 10 years, and then he's going to make the $680 million the following 10 years. Uh, So he's going to get paid $700 million over 20 years by the Dodgers, and his contract can be voided at any time that Andrew Friedman, the Dodgers president, gets fired or the Dodgers ownership sells. So a wild, wild contract filled with nuances, filled with footnotes, whatever you want to call it. I've never seen a contract structured like this with Shohei Otani, but he is a one-of-a-kind player. Peter, what is your takeaway with Otani uh, moving across the street in L.A. and teaming up with Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, in the Dodgers? Well, selfishly, I want him to go somewhere not in the West Coast just to say, like, oh, he did it. Uh, hats off to him getting all that money. Hats off to him to uh, announce it himself. That's pretty baller, to be honest with you. But, I mean, good for the Dodgers. Good for everybody. Uh, have fun paying this contract later. But, I mean, probably just keep deferring. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously. I mean, Shohei Atani doesn't need money. He'll get endorsements, like, for $300 million anyway. Their owner probably made all their money back already off jersey sales and whatnot anyways. So, good for them. And any team or any fan that's complaining about this contract, like, they could have done it, too. Exactly. Like, my, my thing is, I'm happy for MLB. I think this is a huge win. I know there's a lot of rumors, like Peter just mentioned, about him going to Toronto. I thought that would have been bad for baseball. I think you wanted him in New York, L.A., Boston, Chicago. Like I think you needed him in a big market, in a market that actually cares. I think the Angels are are different than the Dodgers. Uh, we are going to see postseason Shohei Otani, barring health, and I think that's great for baseball because he is a generational talent, and I, I think he's doing something that we'll probably never see again in our lifetime. Whether he's only, let's say he's healthy for four out of the 10 years or five out of the 10 years, I think it's worth it. The amount of money they're going to make on marketing him alone is going to be generational. And See, if he doesn't right, pitch, though, that's so bad. That's such a bad contract. I, I get it. I, I still think it's worth it because even if he doesn't pitch, they could even make him a closer. They can make him a reliever. You know, he could spot starts, whatever it may be. He's a weapon you can use. Uh, and I just think he's somebody that the MLB needs. And this is a win for the MLB. I think putting him in Toronto would not have been great. Uh, and I think this is a huge win for baseball. I would have done this deal 10 out of 10 times. I know a lot of people are salty, but like you just said, it is legal. It's in the CBA. And you could have, if you could have, if you thought about it, you could have did it. And you didn't. So I, I think that's my takeaway on it. Uh, the Dodgers, I believe their win total was set at 101.5 or 98.5, something like that. Uh, so we'll see how that kind of shakes out. And the Dodgers, with all that deferred money, they are still on some big name free agents like Blake Snell. Um, like Yamamoto, like I will get pissed off though if they sign Yamamoto. Look, I, you can't get pissed off because they did it right. They no, did it the I right know, way. but like that's not. I don't know. It looks like they're closing on a deal for Tyler Glasnow from from uh, Tampa Bay. So 
the Dodgers are, you know, they're, they're, they want to win. You know, they have that one title, but they've been competing for the last decade. It hasn't been enough to show for it. Uh, and I think they are the best roster in baseball. It's not really close. You could argue that they have three of the top five players in baseball. I think you could make that argument. And if you add Yamamoto to the equation, who's 25 years old, who projects to be a frontline starter, Walker Bueller is going to be healthy next year. We'll see what happens if they elect to bring in Kershaw again. We'll see. Uh, and especially if they bring back, Gla- if they trade for Glass now, like this team is scary. Uh, it's been a very, very great, it's been a great offseason for the Dodgers. I'm a Dodgers fan. I'm ecstatic. It's true. It's true. Hats off to the Dodgers. That's all. Find me, a, uh, find me a team in the NL, though. Find you uh, another team in the NL? Yeah. I think the, if the Cubs can somehow get Yamamoto, I think the Cubs could be a pretty decent team. Um. So I can't I thought, win I think, Diamondbacks every single time. I can't call that every single year, you know. Can't do it. It's in the end, in the NL it's gonna be tough. Of course, the big deal in the American League, Peter, was Juan Soto getting traded from the San Diego Padres to the New York Yankees. This was a deal that was sort of rumored for the last couple of months, and uh the Yankees finally get the deal done. Juan Soto with Aaron Judge is a very scary combination in the American League East. The Padres, after signing everybody and their mother the last couple of years, they shed away. Uh, a contract that is expiring. Uh, Soda will be a free agent at the end of the season. What were your takeaways on Juan Soto to the Yankees, Peter? Does this make the Yankees the lead front runner in the American League? Uh, no. Selfishly, no, because they still need to get a pitcher. If they get Yamamoto, yes. So I hope they don't get pitching, but you know they're going to get pitching. But hats off to the Yankees. Their uh, outfield is absolutely scary. They don't have to rely on uh, Stanton anymore. So good for them. They have our Dugo if they want. So, even though I think he's overrated, but I it's think. good. Good job. Good job, Yankees fans. Is Justin getting a jersey? Is that uh, like on his Christmas list sure. already? Yeah, it's not. It won't be for me. That's way too late at that point. Um, if I want to order it, it'll get here by February, for Christ's sake. I think this is a good move for the Yankees. The Yankees had to do something, especially if they elected to, to bring everything back, which they did with Cashman and Aaron Boone. They had to make a seismic change. I still think they could add a pitcher, whether that's Snell, Yamamoto, whether they want to try to entice the Brewers in a deal in Corbin Burns, maybe the Guardians, Shane Bieber, somebody. Uh, they, they obviously need another guy in that rotation. Garrett Cole, of course, the reigning AL Cy Young winner, they need more. Despite the fact that they have Cole, they need more. And Yamamoto would be perfect there. And the Yankees are very similar to the Dodgers, where except the difference is the Dodgers have that one title. The Yankees do not have any titles in that, we'll call it the Aaron Judge era, and they're spending way too much money to not be competing. Last year was a complete disappointment. They almost had their first losing season in like 100 years, squeaking by at 82-80. and 80. Uh, That's not going to cut it if you're the Yankees with that with that payroll. And I don't think they're done, and I think when it's all said and done, that we're, Vegas is going to call them the favorites to come out of the AL because I do think they're going to address the pitcher situation. I do. Yeah, yeah. Still like Tucker. But so, it, it, baseball, you never know. Not many people anticipated that the Rangers uh, would be the, would get as far as they did. You know, I don't think anyone did. Um, maybe a couple years ago after they spent all that money, but last year, remember, they had that really bad year. So what are you going to do, Peter? Hats uh, off to the uh, Yankees. Hats off to the Yankees. F you Red Sox. Tell your uh, friend Tyler. I swear to God, nothing ever changes. I do nothing. think the Red Sox are going to do something. The Red Sox are going to do something. Okay. I believe that Peter. I think it's Jordan. Oh, minor leaguer. Cool. What the hell? Yeah. 
Jordan Montgomery is going to be a Red Sox. You can mark this one down, Peter. Um, that's the that's the guy I think they end up with. Between Yamamoto, I need, I, I need buzz. I need like, what's your buzz? I need a hitter. I need like I need Yamamoto. That's not gonna happen though. I'll take Snell if they don't get Yamamoto. I know a lot of people are hesitant on Snell, but he of course coming off that Cy Young season, I like Snell. Montgomery, he's he look he's th- look he was great. Of course, winning the World Series with the Rangers, but. 31 years old. We'll see how he holds up. He's going to want like a six, seven, eight year deal. Uh, I love Corbin Burns. If they could somehow get him from Milwaukee, that would be, that would be awesome. I do think they need another bat. I don't know who that is. Um, We'll see. I think they need some more talent. So that's clear, but it is early, Peter. It is early. I'm not going to hit the panic alarm yet. Once Yamamoto goes, Montgomery, Lugo already went. So, I mean, once these guys start flying off the board, then I'll worry. But to this point, I'm not going to worry yet. So, and two weeks from now, three weeks from now, actually, you know what? Two weeks from now, if I see you, Peter, in two weeks from now, and, and I'm like, hey, like, Red Sox. Oh, done if they haven't done anything two years from now, or two weeks from now, when I see you, I swear to God, like, higher, like, I move back. It's not anything different. Yeah, you're right, and I, I just, I feel like it's going to be different, but we'll have to see. Any other MLB uh, takeaways via free agency or anything like that, Peter? I know it's early, still a lot of shoes to drop, and we all understand the. MLB offseason takes its time compared to years past, so we might have guys signing in freaking March, for Christ's sake. Should I get an Otani jersey? Can you get it? You can pre-order it. Should I? No, should I get one? Should I? Should you? I mean, I don't see why not. not The Dodgers have some cool jerseys. I like Otani a lot, so, yeah. Why not? Mm. All right, Peter, is it so? Is it time for five questions? Five questions, not about football, even though I'm going to cheat for two. That's fine. All right, question one. Are you, well, 1A, are you going to the Patriots again? Yes. One, oh, I should have gone the Chiefs. One, one B, you think Taylor Swift's going to ring the lighthouse? Uh, I do not think she rings the bell, but I do think she's there. No, I was already confirmed that she's there. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I don't, I don't think know. she will ring the bell, though. I don't think so. Damn, that would be so cool. All right, question two. How's your fantasy football standings? Okay, so I made the playoffs in two of four leagues. I would have made it in three of four, but I lost because of a throwaway Raheem Mozart touchdown that Nate got me in the Dynasty League, so that was an L. But in my family league, I'm in the playoffs. I'm a four seed, and then in our league, I'm a six seed. So I, I think it's an uphill battle for me to win in, in our league, but um, I, I think I, I think I can win this round for my family league, at least a round, so we'll, we'll see. That's all you can ask. You know, Give yourself a shot, so how about you? I'm uh I got five hundred six. Wow, I'm good. Two first round buys. I'm gonna get obliterated in a league though because I just lost like everybody. You want a prediction? You're not gonna win XFL. You were too good. No, I'm not. Season. No, I'm not. not. I'm not. not. I'm gonna run nope. into somebody. It's gonna be I hot take. It's gonna be Dylan. Dylan wins XFL. Dylan. If I had to put uh, odds yeah. on it, right? You're you're probably like minus what two hundred to win the whole thing. If you had to put odds. Yeah, it shouldn't be though. But yeah. I mean, you're twelve and one. Like, yeah, that's how it is. Uh, Matt's pretty good too. He's nine and five. He's up there. Uh, Cam's low key pretty good. Noah, you can never Noah in the playoffs. You can never, despite the fact that Noah thinks his team sucks, you can never take a. You always got to fear Noah. Always, and I'm sure Cam Almeida is pissed. He has to face Noah. He always is afraid to face Noah. That's mad funny. I, I faced the winner of that thing. I think. He'll be in the finals. I see you in the finals, but you'll end up losing. 
All right, maybe me and you will be the final. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. I'm telling you, Matt is so good in every league. Did he, oh, was he good in your family? My family league? league, he's a three. Yeah, I mean, his team was. Yeah, he's a three was, seed in our Buffalo Wild Wings. His league. team was great at the beginning, then kind of went on a low, a low couple weeks, and then like by the end, I want to say he won his last four games. He was like a, he ended up overtaking me because I was third for the longest time up until last week, and I lost, and he won, and that's how he ended up getting the three seed from me. Yeah, he in that league, he's won his last four games in a row. His team, so I don't even know if you want to call it his team because Jeremy Medeiros drafted. Oh yeah, his team. Fast. His team is nasty though. Lamar you Jackson. Jeremy should get like twenty percent. He deserves to be on the trophy for sure. Lamar Jackson, Kyrie Kill, Devontae Adams, uh, Aaron Jones, Rasheed White, Montgomery. Uh, you know, like his team is pretty good, pretty freaking good. I'll give Matt credit for that. Uh, Devon Ochne guy, that Ochne guy, the Dolphins running back. I'll give Matt credit yeah. for that. But other than that, I mean, it's been all Jeremy. And on the other league, uh, your best friend Andre is going to whip us all. So, really. Yeah. Damn. All right, question three. Did you see the new What If trailer? And if so, did you like it? For Marvel? Mm-hmm. I did not. I didn't even know that was a thing until you just told me that. Oh, it comes out on the 22nd. When did the trailer come out? Uh, Yesterday, last night. I must have missed it. Did not see it. Comes out on the 22nd, and there's nine straight days in What If. Very cool. Question four. Uh, what is the gift to get for Christmas this year? I was trying to figure it out, but I feel like I asked you this last week too. Oh, yeah. I definitely did. I definitely did, but I don't know because you couldn't think of one, and I can't think of one either. I mean, it's probably you look at the hot commodities this year. Anything Taylor Swift related? A um, anything? I guess. I don't even know, man. I really don't, don't even know. I don't even know. I don't. Is there a big video game coming out? GTA is now for a couple years. No, I don't know. That's why I asked. If you ask I got no idea. No idea, man. Not a great year for gifts for me. Give you that. All right, I'll do six questions. Question five: Have you ever watched Brooklyn Nine Nine? And what's your favorite episode? Rest I have not. Oh my god, that's such a crime! Rip Captain Holt. All right, that's you gotta do that. And question six, are you hyped for me to come back? Next time, you'll actually see me in real life. I am I am very excited to see you, Peter. I'm actually looking very much forward to it. So it'll be a good week. Party, partied up. Partied up. All right, Peter. Thank you for five questions. I got you next week. Like we said, we're hopefully, hopefully, hopefully going to land car to come on, talk about some college football, preview the games, talk about everything else revolving college football. We didn't talk about Heisman. We can get on that with Carr, uh, Jaden Daniels. Yeah. You know, Justin had a Jaden Daniels ticket. Oh, did he? Oh, he did. He had a good beginning one, too. The, beginning of the season? Uh, not the beginning, but like the, the quarter mark. Like it was like 50 to, 350 to win 350 or 450. Yeah, it was a good ticket. Yeah, it was a good ticket. I, I thought it was it was literally Bo Nix until, until the last week of the year. Pretty annoying, but what are you going to do? But we'll get Carr's take on that and, and all things college football. So, Catch you next week, Peter, and I'll uh, see you soon, literally. Don't watch, yeah, true. Don't watch the NFL next week. Uh, stay home. <laughs>